I want anyone who's reading it, if they feel alone, I want by the end of it for them to not feel as alone, to maybe feel like they found a friend. Welcome to PageCast, a podcast series brought to you by Jonathan Bull Publishers. By interviewing the authors responsible for some of your most loved books, we explore the thoughts, ideas, emotions, and creative processes that led to the writing of these books. If you're a reader with a zesty interest in people and stories, do stick around and enjoy what PageCast has to offer. Hello everyone, I am Sarah Nisha Adams, the author of The Reading List, and I'm really excited to be on Jonathan Ball Publishers' podcast, PageCast, today. And I'm joined by the wonderful Sook Ojala. Sook is a comedian, an actor and a writer. Her first play, Piar, actually toured in the UK in 2017 and 2018. She has appeared on Mock the Week and Sorry I Didn't Know. In 2019, she took her debut solo show for Sook's Sake to Edinburgh, which received rave reviews. And in 2021, she took her latest show, Life Sooks, on a nationwide tour. She's an author as well, which is why she's here. Um, so she's a triple threat, quadruple threat maybe. Um, and Sunny is her debut novel. I have the privilege of being Sook's editor, so I know how amazing this book is. And I'm really excited for Sook to tell you more about it. Sook, welcome. Hi, welcome. Thank you for that lovely intro. And welcome to your new jumper as well. Which I know, I know I that the listeners yeah, they won't, won't be able, to, be able see to see it, but I'm loving this. Is this one of your hand-knitted creations? It is, and I thought it's... So, for, to describe it, it's probably better that people can't see it because it's the most garish <laughs> thing ever, but it's bright orange and white, and I feel like, because there's some orange in the sunny cover, and yeah. it's zingy, I feel like a zingy jumper is what today needed. So, yeah, I'm wearing this in honour of you, Sook. <laughs> you are fantastic. Oh, it's so nice to have you. And so nice that your book is out in the world. Um, For anyone who hasn't heard about Sunny yet, can you give us a little flavour of what it's about? Yes. So Sunny is about a 30-year-old British Asian woman called Sunny who has had to move back in with her parents at a time when all her friends are buying their own houses and getting married and buying matching earthenware and doing really grown-up things. And she's back with her parents um, in a dead-end job that she doesn't enjoy, doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life. Um, But she's dating and she's kind of like the clown of the group as well. She's always the one on hand with the hilarious dating stories. And that's, you know, very much her role within her friendship group as well. And, you know, she's kind of very happy on the surface. But underneath, there's other things going on as well. But ultimately, it's a story about relationships. It's about finding happiness. It's about um, mental health and culture and mother-daughter relationships and yeah, lots of different things. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> described. It's so good. I love this book so much. And yeah, I just think you cover so much in this book. And obviously, you're incredibly funny. The book is incredibly funny. How did you find writing it and, co- and of course, like balancing humour with some of the darker subjects that you cover? Um, I think um it was that bit I didn't find too difficult because in my stand-up I discuss quite dark topics and um I seem to know how to balance it it's like um making a meal isn't it 
that yeah. kind of balance of spices and flavors and stuff. So you that, say just... that like it's easy, but you do it so well. <laughs> I'm not sure everyone can do it as well as you. Like you're a pro. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I didn't. I kind of. Um, yeah, that I didn't actually. That wasn't the thing I struggled with. I know that there were times when maybe it was a bit too dark, and we said, "Oh, we might have to pour this back a bit." Like in, <laughs> in the early draft. <laughs> Yeah, relentless at, at one point. Like, you, I remember you keep you kept using that phrase, like chasing her up a tree and then throwing stones at her, and you really did do that for some poor Sunny. I know, but that's that's the kind of that's life as well, isn't it? Yeah, and I, true. I, that's kind of what we said really early on is that we, you know, and I never want to have a Disney ending for anything that yeah. I write, um, and that's the kind of realistic part of it. I think some reviews have said that there's probably quite a lot of you in there, which I think is true. So how do you and Sunny, how are you similar and how are you different, would you say? Um, Sunny is like a less self-aware version of me, I'd say. (laughs) Um, um, Sunny's probably me in my late 20s, I think. So probably about 10 years ago, I was a lot like Sunny. Um... And it was quite cathartic because I also moved back in with my parents at the age of 30. And, you know, Sunny's relationship with her mum and dad is a bit more different than mine, although my parents are very traditional um, Punjabi parents and quite religious. So Sunny has a slightly easier time with her parents, (laughs) (laughs) if you can imagine that. Um, But there is there is quite a lot of uh, my experience in there. And it was great to think that all of the idiots that I dated in my 20s, <laughs> I saw, I've used that trauma for good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very good uh, getting it out on the page. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also like, I don't think I could have written about this any sooner. I think that, I think all of that stuff needed to settle and I needed to be yeah. in a very different place in my life for me to be able to reflect on it and to talk about it without it bringing up, you know, too much stuff for me because yeah, I already figured absolutely. a lot of it out. But yeah, she, she's quite similar to me. Um, um, although everything that happens to her in the book is not everything that's happened to me. Yeah. And I think so touching on the dates themselves, this is a book I feel like I want to give it to all my friends, especially my friends who are dating at the moment, because every time they come home from a terrible date, I'm just like, you need to read Sunny. Like (laughs) Sunny captures it so perfectly and like the the relentlessness of dating Mm. and like trying to find, trying to like sit down and have a date with someone who you know is just not the right person. Like how was it writing those dating scenes because they're so funny they're so funny but also underneath it all it's just like that kind of every date you kind of go with a bit of hope hopefully and then there's just that disappointment when you meet the person how did how was it writing them and like was it enjoyable or was it like properly cringy I think that was the most cathartic bit. And I don't know if you remember, but I sent you an email. I said, oh, just for jokes, Sarah, here's an email of all the memorable dates I've been on. I think it was amazing. And like, I think it was like one of the very first emails you sent me. And I remember there were swear words in there and everything. So you and I both know that the, the stories that made it into the book are not even the most extreme ones. Um, they're really not. I, they're, they're kind of like an amalgamation of men that I dated. But I think what, like, you're absolutely bang on what I wanted to capture was the relentlessness of dating Mm. was you know the kind of cruel hope of that you have you know because hope is fantastic but also getting your hopes dashed is the absolute worst isn't it and and the fact that 
dating is quite complicated, you know, it, it comes with a whole set of rules that nobody really tells you what they are and everybody's got a different idea of how you should date. Should you date, you know, the Sex and the City way where you go and date lots of men, you know, mm. um, go on lots of first dates with lots of different men and then you decide or do you date one person and see how it goes or, or you know, do you lay your expectations out, do you not? And I think a lot of it can lead to a lot of complication and overthinking and I think that's what I wanted to put across and, and I found that when I was dating regularly, that I um, always used to know pretty much instantly whether I would get on with someone. Yeah. And what what kind of frustrated me was that in every other part of my life, I always used my intuition. But when it came to dating, I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't really trust myself with it. And so that's why, you know, there's a, that, that part of the book where Sonny says, oh, I wish there was a grace period yeah. of about a half an hour where you could go, okay, I'm done. And you don't have to, you know, no explanation yeah. needed. You can just leave. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of wanted to capture, and also the time that it takes and the, yeah. the kind of, um, you know, the emotional exhaustion of it all. Um, you know, it's it's kind of, it's not really fun. You know, it's, it's very rarely yeah, yeah. fun. And I think that's yeah. what I wanted to capture is how it can kind of grind you down a bit. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like we definitely see Sunny getting gradually ground down by these yes. men and but also so obviously the dates can be quite toxic for her but also in yeah. terms of her friends too I think you capture what it's like to kind of grow out of friendships really beautifully mm. but at that point when you don't know that that's what's happening um yeah. can you give us a little bit of insight into I guess into Sunny's toxic friendships too and that journey that she goes on so Sunny's, um, like a lot of people, had a close group of friends at uni and they've stayed friends, you know, and they're now all in their early 30s. And partly because people shift and change and partly because all of her friends are in a very different place to her. They seem to be very grown up to her, you know. Yeah. They, you know, they, they have a career path. They know where they're going in life. Um, and they, they kind of seem to, like, not really... Um, overthink things like Sunny does you know they don't seem to think in the same way that Sunny does and I think Sunny being a bit kind of beaten down by life as well it is kind of I think clings on to these friends because of course you do don't you and loyalty yeah. and friendship and you know it's kind of drummed into you that you know you're if you're friends you're friends for life um which I think is really interesting because every other relationship like if you were to break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner nobody really bats an eyelid because you think, well, of course these things happen, but friends, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be friends yeah, yeah, for the yeah. rest of your life, regardless of what happens. Um, and I think I think it's that thing where it's a bit of a fork in the road moment for Sunny. And I think that happens to a lot of people, um, certainly a lot of women that I've spoken to since the book has come out and said, oh God, I, you know, I had these friends and, you know, if I met them now, I probably wouldn't be friends with them. Um, and it certainly happened to me and I kind of, you know, shed quite a few friends like over the last kind of maybe five or six years um, and it's horrible and it's never easy and it's never a great thing to do but I think what I really was really keen to do was to show that like sometimes friendships it's a bit of an erosion really yeah. it's not you know it's not a, a big bang type of like event that you go okay that's it it's a it's more of a kind of yeah her kind of confidence is eroded um by these women and by by their friendship and the way that they are to her and 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 to kind of almost I think when I was writing that I thought I really hope this gives someone who's reading this permission 
to kind of say it's okay to move away and that there are other friends and you will kind of meet your people. Oh, I've just got goosebumps. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like the book definitely does that. And so many people have said how relatable Sunny's story is. And I think all mm. these different aspects of things that everyone has in their life in some degree yeah. as well. And it, you capture it so perfectly through Sunny's journey. Um, one of my favourite things about the book as well, moving away from toxic friendships, but also kind of toxic family situations, um, mm. is there's a scene quite early on in the book where Sunny goes to her Chacha and Chachi's wedding anniversary. And mm. you see sort of like her glamorous cousins and like that was a scene where I'm like oh my god no one has written my life so perfectly in a book before like I have been Sunny there sitting next to her mum being like please don't come over in your really really nicely fitted lengas and like me I often used to be in like secondhand um Punjabi dresses that just mm. didn't fit me properly and like were very old-fashioned everyone be like oh it's her so yeah mm. tell us about that writing that it was so good I loved it so much it was like so bright and vibrant but also you just feel how uncomfortable Sunny is in that situation how uncomfortable they make her I mean that's pretty much lifted from every family occasion that I've been to um, yeah. and, and that's the bit it's funny you should say that that's the bit that I've had the most voice notes about from my friends really since they've read Sunny and they've gone oh god I've got cousins like that and how should and we've got cousins who do this and oh and they're such cows and I really don't like them and you know and they're so horrible and that's the really horrible side of our family um it's terrifying to think how similar a lot of our family situations are um yeah that that one was very kind of written from the heart and actually quite easy to write and quite cathartic and that was very much me as a teenager until I kind of realized that I just didn't want to go so I would just opt out yeah, yeah. Um, of going but going to them as a teenager or even as a young adult it, I mean you know it was it's it's just painful isn't it it's <laughs> painful you feel out of place you never really know what to do you know, and in our family, I wouldn't, I would always forget who'd fallen out with who. So I didn't know who I could talk to and who I couldn't because there was so much family politics. And, and then on top of it all, you've got your beautiful cousins swanning around in their custom made outfits, I you know, know, looking like, like they're straight out of a Bollywood movie. Yeah. And, you know, when you just feel like, you know, a sack of dung. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that scene so much because you're just you're just there with Sunny and you're like people please leave her alone she's the best one in the room um so yeah thank you for writing that I want to like um my mum hasn't read your book yet but she's very excited too and that's a scene that I just want her to read because like I think she totally relates to that too like I think she has yeah. felt like Sunny's mum as well because like yeah so so much of the book is about Sunny's journey but also another big character in the book is Sunny's mum and Sunny's relationship to her mum is a huge journey that they both go on like they almost start the book being quite different people or feeling like they don't quite understand each other in some ways but actually the, as the story goes on there's so much more to their relationship can you give us a little oversight of kind of what what happens without giving too much away yeah so Sunny's an only child and I'm an only child um, as are you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wanted mother and mother daughter relationships have always fascinated me. And, and you know, mm. being an only child is that can be a very, especially a daughter, that can be a very intense relationship, can't it? Yeah. And yeah. there's so much I think that's written about mothers who are cruel, like openly cruel and abusive and 
and you know you just say oh god horrific like I don't think you should have been a parent at all but I never really find a great deal that's written about the more kind of nuanced behaviors that Mm. can really you know affect your self-esteem you know whether it's you know making comments on your weight or your you know your size or your you know um or whatever why can't you be like other other daughters or other girls and and you know it starts off as that and it starts off as feel like very much Sonny's a teenager you know it it kind of emotionally and I think that does happen when you spend as an adult even when you go and see your parents you know you revert into being a teenager I know I certainly did for the first few years that I moved back home I felt like a stroppy 15 year old in, in what way were you like what? storming down the stairs or like oh yeah slamming the door <laughs> yeah I was slamming doors like on the regular it's quite embarrassing I was like 31 like <laughs> embarrassing but I think um you know Sunny then it's it you know it is difficult for her because it's like well how do I fit in now because now I'm an yeah. adult like how do you change that relationship into both of you being adults because this person is still your mother um so I think you know communication is like lacking there very much and because her her mum is quite traditional and quite you know a kind of strict parent in in the sense yeah. that there's you know certain things that Sunny shouldn't be doing that she does like drinking and dating and that sort of thing um it leads to a lot of secret keeping and you know she lives a double life and it's something that me and probably you and probably most other people that I've spoken to especially South Asian people I can really relate to and I go yep yeah yeah it's just a fact of life that you have to just lying yeah very good (laughs) incredibly scarily good at lying and keeping (laughs) secrets and you know being a completely different person around your parents and and you know, they start off, I think, quite kind of emotionally distant and not really understanding each other. And by the end of it, they are a bit closer and they do have more of an understanding. And I think a lot of that is, you know, some of that is based on my relationship with my mum when I realised that actually she was, she just wanted to take care of me and make sure that I was Mm -hmm. okay. She didn't always go about it in the best way. Yeah, yeah. She was doing her best. And I found that when I was a bit more open about what I was going through or, you know, what was going on in my life, it felt like it drew us a lot closer but it took years and obviously in the book it takes months (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think that's probably one of my my favorite aspects of the book and a lot of people have said that Sunny's mum is their second favorite character in the book actually which is good which is really nice but um and and you know a lot of people have said oh gosh my mum does that she comments on clothes that I'm wearing and she says oh you know, why don't you try these big knickers and, you know, they'll hold they'll hold your belly fat in or whatever. And it's all kind of done... It's not done in a cruel way, as you know. Yeah. Like, it's it's done in a kind of, oh, let me help you out. Like, I know you're really struggling with this, but it it's just not helpful. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, so much of it will be, like, Sunny's mum almost tries to help her daughter not face the things that she's faced too. Like, you can tell that so much of it comes from, like, expectations that have been placed on her that she inadvertently is placing on her daughter too because Mm. she doesn't want her to have to go through the same things. But by doing that, it's kind of ingraining something else into her mind about, like, not being good enough. And I think the relationship with your mother quite often is that the first important relationship, like, the person you go to for advice. And when you're hearing... Mm kind of things that make you feel not great about yourself that stays yeah. with you even longer yeah. like I I just 
I love Sonny's mum because she is such a complicated character too. And mm. I think Sonny is as well. And they're both they're they're both trying to do things that are the right things but not always getting it right. Mm. And it's just so beautifully done. I think some of my favourite scenes in the book are really funny and really just you can just visualize it like whenever Sunny is helping her mom cook and making Mm. like samosas and like those moments because it's such an intricate thing to do and just how tense and awkward that is (laughs) so how because I love those scenes how were they to write I guess when you're kind of using food as it's kind of a bridge between them but also yeah it's sometimes a way for them not to really talk Mm. I think that is probably directly lifted from my relationship with my mum. <laughs> my mum prides herself on making her samosas by hand and <laughs> she looks down on anyone who orders in. Really? You know? Yeah, so if she goes <laughs> to someone's house... She'll not be impressed by me. <laughs> but if she goes to like, say like, you know, my auntie's house or whatever and, and they've ordered in, she'll very much be like, oh yeah, it's lovely. And the first thing she'll say when she gets in the car is, they ordered in. She didn't make that pastry <laughs> by hand. I can tell. <laughs> and I think, you know, like, you, I think you said it really well. Like, her mum is very complicated. And they, they are both quite unlikable at times as well. And very kind of human. And I think, you know, the one thing that they can kind of, you know, the, probably the only activity they do together is either eat or cook. Yeah. Um, and that's the only kind of thing, that's the only time you really see them together and um, pretty much throughout the whole book. And I think there are so many conversations, like I, I always think of like when we see plays and things, or like when we see films, people just sit and they have these really intense conversations with family members or their loved ones. And I think, gosh, there's been so many times that I've had conversations with my mum and I'm, like, peeling potatoes or something. Or, like, she's, like, you know, like, when I got this book deal, my mum was washing up and I was like, I've got a book deal. And she went, oh, that's nice. She's like, can you just get (laughs) another Brillo pad out? I just need to um, (laughs) scour this pan. (laughs) Keeping you grounded, sir. Keeping you grounded. (laughs) And also, I think, when it's quite... um, When you're not brought up in a family like I wasn't, and Sunny definitely isn't, where kind of open and honest communication is not a thing. It's yeah. so much easier to have those conversations if your hands are busy yeah. <laughs> doing something else. It's it's slightly less awkward. And you don't have to look each other in the eye. Yes, yeah. And like if there's silence, you just keep going with what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's so brilliantly done and just so funny and warm and visual as well. Um, and of course, because you also write for TV and things, how was it in terms of, writing the book and obviously you've written a play too how was mm. writing your first debut novel in comparison to those other things you're such an experienced storyteller but I guess a novel can feel slightly different were there any, was there yeah. anything that surprised you about the process like happily or unhappily as <laughs> a case maybe well I think the thing is when I wrote my play I so much of it is left up to the actors yeah um and they fill in the gaps whereas in the book you have to fill in the gaps (laughs) yeah it's a lot of words saga (laughs) and I was one of those students at school and I could never hit my word count I'd always be adding in extra ands and thirds and therefores and uh, (laughs) loads of connecting words um and so I think I struggled at first with because I see things really clearly in my head. I'm a very yeah. visual person. But I struggled 
to put it down on the page because and I remember we had this conversation because I would be like but Sarah it's a room and you'd be like but we don't know what the room looks like (laughs) (laughs) like why not (laughs) and there were so many times I wish I could like I could just you know telepathically put it on the page and I think you know there was that one chapter that you said and it was chapter 18 for ages wasn't it and you said okay chapter 18 that's what we're going for like that's that's a level of detail we need across the book (laughs) yeah I mean yeah the perfect chapter I remember yeah and it's so good because you're so good at description and because you are so visual and you have it all in your mind it's just a case of like putting it on the page and then it's so like everything in the book is so vivid to me I can Mm. see exactly where she is whenever I like think of afternoon tea now I think about that kind of awkward hen party with the girls and I'm just like and the pastel the pastel colors everywhere the pastel monstrosities I love it it's just so brilliantly done um yeah so what was what was I guess the whole experience in terms of when you finally saw that finished copy and realized that all those words you'd written because I know when we first started working it was I I think we started working together and you were writing chapters at a time and then putting them together you're like blooming hell look how much you wrote you wrote (laughs) I think there was a point where it's just like this is way too long (laughs) we had to even cut back and I was just like you can hit your word count sick you did it and then some so yeah what was it like seeing the finished book um it's still not real and I think, it's like real. I said to you, it, I know, and you know, and I look at the copies there. It's there on my little, you know, sideboard, and I look at it every day. I walk past it every day, multiple times a day, and it's still not real. I don't really know what. Like, when did it sink in for you that you'd written a book? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think when I saw it in a bookshop, but even then, because as an editor, I go into bookshops all the time looking for my author's books and I go, there's one of mine, there's one of mine, there's one of mine. So almost I just went into editor mode being like, oh, book on the shelf. And then, (laughs) and then I remember my boyfriend was like, you know, that's not just one of yours. That is yours. And I was like, oh yeah. I think it was when my mum read it. That was actually when I was like, oh, gold, she's read the book. And she liked it, thankfully. But um, that was nerve-wracking because I was like, I've actually written words and she's reading it. Because my mum has never read anything I've written before apart from maybe some stories. And that was when I was like, oh, I've written a whole book that she's talking to me about my characters as though they're real. How's how's that been for you, kind of having readers, like readers responding to Sunny, a character you've created who is so close to your heart as well? How's that been, kind of her making her way out into the world? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just such a bolt of joy yeah. when when someone says, I love this book, or, oh God, I love Sunny, she's brilliant, I can really relate to her. And I think relatable is probably the most used adjective when it comes to Sunny so far. Yeah. And I'm, to me, I just think, yeah, mission accomplished. That's all I ever want to do in my work is make people feel seen, right? That's all we really want as human beings um, is to be seen. And whether that's my comedy or, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, in the book, people feel seen. And I think that's really lovely. And um, what was the question? Um, <laughs> how, how did it feel when I when I saw the book? Like, yeah, you know, for ages I said that, oh, Sarah, it feels like I've just written a very long essay. <laughs> yeah, because it's, when it's just a Word doc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a really one word document and I remember actually when I sent it off finally like was it September time yeah beginning of September and I sent it off and I was like great send and I went straight to bed to have a stress nap 
<laughs> and I got woken up by an alarm on my phone about a half an hour later saying, writing course starting today. I'd totally forgotten that I'd signed up for a writing course <laughs> because I was so terrified that when I finished the book, I'd have nothing to do. And then I had to sit there on Zoom, this lovely gr- group of writers, but I had to sit there on Zoom and like write <laughs> to a writing <laughs> exercise. And I thought, no, I've just handed in 90,000 words. I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's not real. And I think, do you know what, at the book launch, um, when you introduced me and you said, oh, let me introduce you to the author, Sir Kodler. And my, I spoke to my friend about it and he said, he said, I got a lump in my throat Aww. when Sarah introduced you as the author. And I said, oh, right, okay. And I think <laughs> every time my friends talk to me, they're like, you know, you've written a book. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know it yet. And I don't know when it's really going to sink in. Um, and I, I hope it does at some point because I'm also going to start writing my second book very soon. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I think it's such a huge thing and it, it was so all-consuming, wasn't it? Like, yeah. it's such a huge part of your life. And then I was really worried about it being out there and I think that's probably really normal, isn't it, for any work that you put out. And I've had that fear before and a friend of mine said to me, she said, if one person enjoys it, you've done your job. Yeah, so. And you haven't had just one person enjoy it. You've had yeah. so many people enjoy it, including Marion Keys, who <sighs> loved your book. I think you can say that your your job with Sunny is done. Like she has touched so many people, made so many people feel seen, and she's a character that I've wanted to read for years. I really wish mm. that I'd had her story when I was like in my twenties. Found all these chin hairs, and I was just like, oh god, am I the only person with chin hairs? because I'm having to pluck them out and I've got, I literally have stubble on my chin, even now. Um, yeah. But I I wish I'd had her to say, yeah. you know what, you're enough. And like the journey she goes on, I think tells, tells so many women, young women, South Asian women, that they are enough and that they mm. can hope for more in their life too. They don't have to just go along with what, what's expected of them. And I think mm-hmm. Sunny is basically an inspiration. You're an inspiration. Oh, um, so I'm you. so glad that I... Um, have you and Sunny in my life because I just think you're both a complete joy Um, and yeah I'm really excited about what you're going to write next because so many people have said you're an exciting new voice in fiction how does that feel when people say that (gasps) um yeah wild well yeah when I saw that I just I saw that quote that um is that what you're quoting yeah the Emma Gannon quote yeah today yesterday yeah I was like wow an exciting new voice like I I've read that, you know, so many times when people have said it about other people. I never thought that it would be said about me. Like, I knew that you liked a book, but I thought you were just biased because you like me. (laughs) So (laughs) I wasn't sure anybody else would understand. But I think think I've underestimated the effect that Sunny's having and that Sunny will have. And I think it's also like you say, I would have liked this book when I was... A teenager or when I turned 30 or you know to just say not you know not to say oh this is how you should do things or here's a guidebook on how to like handle yeah. your life but more as a you're not on your own and so much of being an adult is feeling alone isn't it and feeling like no one else really understands what you're going through yeah um so yeah to be called an exciting new voice in the fiction I mean there's like I've now got like 
two warring parts of my brain. One part is, write the next book, write it, <laughs> get your big paper out and your pens and plot out your next book. And the other book is like, you're full of cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, have a rest yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You wrote have a, a whole book. I know. And you published and- it. Yeah, and I've just come off tour as well, as you know. Yeah. So there's been a lot going on, and there's another part of me that's like, sleep for 100 years. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll find a happy medium there, of course. And it's incredibly exciting. And to be honest, I know that you and everybody at Hodder was incredibly excited about Sunny and, you know, really supportive of it. And um, I'm only, think, slightly just in right in this moment beginning to realise that actually... Um, yeah, I'm an author. You're an I wrote, author. I wrote a book. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of PageCast. We have an incredible lineup of author interviews. So head over to our Facebook and Instagram and follow Jonathan Ball Publishers to stay updated and in the know regarding future episodes. Thanks for your interest in the story behind the story. Happy reading from everyone at PageCast. PageCast.